Today is Saturday, May 26, 2018, and this is Radio Wave. Sixty years since Jesus' crucifixion. The world of the Eastern Mediterranean is ruled with an iron hand by Rome. Its armies have destroyed the Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Its emperors have persecuted those who follow the Christ. The Romans condemn an early Christian preacher to exile on Patmos, an island off the coast of Asia Minor that is today Turkey. His name has come down to us as John of Patmos, or St. John the Divine. In the face of continued and systematic Roman dominance and cruelty, he writes letters to seven churches in seven cities in Asia Minor. you're hearing the verses from the book of Revelation as revealed to St. John almost 2,000 years ago. And for the past 2,000 years, Christians have wondered about these verses. What do they mean? What time do they take place? For a friend of Medjugorje is going to speak to us just about that tonight. But first, Joan has a few things that she would like to say. We're here with Radio Wave, Our Lady's monthly message. And a friend of Medjugorje is live with us, but he's not here present in the radio studio. He is actually on the island of Patmos. The community has finished a 54-day rosary novena in which we ended on Pentecost Sunday, knowing that friend of Medjugorje and his wife would be on the island of Patmos in these days. friend of Medjugorje has felt deeply called to visit this island so we do believe she has things that she's ready to reveal to him about Medjugorje, the time that we're living, and the future of the church. But before a friend of Medjugorje comes on, I just wanted to read something that I had read just a day before from the poem of the man, God, volume three. And the reason it struck me is because Jesus is actually speaking about the seals which are going to be open, and that, of course, is what the book of Revelation is speaking about. And this is what Jesus says. In heaven there is a closed book, 
God only can read it. All the truth is contained in it. But God, at times, removes the seals and revives the truth already revealed to men, selecting a man chosen for that destiny to know past, present, and future as contained in that mysterious book. So I say all of this knowing that it wasn't a coincidence I'm reading it when a friend of Medjugorje goes to visit this very island. I, along with the whole community, and I'm sure all of you, now that you know where a friend of Medjugorje is, excited to hear his thoughts about Our Lady's message today and how that applies to us today as Our Lady's Apostles. So this is a friend of Medjugorje from Patmos. We're glad to be with everybody who listens across the world to our broadcast. We always feel that they're very important. And of course, we have a monthly message to the world to read today uh, that came in yesterday, May 25th, 2018. And every word in the scriptures, as the Jewish people taught in the Old Testament time, that not any part of the word, not even a letter, is without significance. We see this in the scriptures. So it is important to be in a biblical place where Our Lady gives a message to the whole world and tying in the 1900 years or so of revelations here on the island. And so we'll go ahead and go right into the message that Our Lady gave yesterday. Our Ladies, May 25th, 2018, Monthly Message to the World. Dear children, in this peaceless time, I am calling you to have more trust in God, who is your Father in heaven, and who has sent me to lead you to him. You, open your hearts to the gifts which he desires to give you, and in the silence of your heart, adore my son Jesus, who has given his life, so that you may live in eternity, where he desires to lead you. May your hope be the joy of a meeting with the Most High in everyday life. Therefore, I am calling you. Do not neglect prayer, because prayer works miracles. Thank you for having responded to my call. How is it that we have a message where our lady says, Dear children, and then she starts off saying more clearly, In this peaceless time, nobody can deny that something's up. Whether you're a believer or non-believer, whatever faith, whatever you call yourself, there is something wrong in the world. And we have it double-charged, turbo-charged, if you want to say it, that when we have a holy vision of the Virgin Mary coming down and dressing us, not just in a small way, not those who just accept Medjugorje, but a message for the world, every single person in the world, saying, in this peaceless time. And what does she say about it? I am calling you to have more trust in God. We need to trust God more than ever. One thing I see on this island is people are very trusting. You have Restaurants where people are so nice to you about different things, 
in the United States or when you visit other countries or wherever you go. But here there's a kindness in the people that's genuine. You know, Chick-fil-A, we know a lot of people know Chick-fil-A in America. They are paid to be working there, and they're nice. But there's something with your job that you have to be nice as opposed to somebody who has it in their hearts. So you can see the effects of the asylum in the people itself. But their concern right now is at risk because now everybody's coming for the beaches. They're starting to lose things. They're starting to lose the faith. Some of the villagers here I've talked to have deep concern about what's taking place. Here it is, we have revelations written right here on this island, and they're having problems here. They're starting. They have, for the first time, starting to feel that their culture is being lost because the cruise ships that come here, they like the place. You go to Athens, it's covered literally, constantly, everywhere with graffiti. It's nasty. Parts of it's not because it's right there by the government and they're not going to allow it. They don't want to go into the parliaments or the Congress or whatever they call it here and see it. But everywhere you went, every other place, it's nasty. Here, there's no graffiti. But now the world's bringing its way here. We had a guy we talked to yesterday. She said that they're coming here and the way they dress, they've never had that on the island like this. So our lady says, in this piece's time, we see this. I'm calling you to have more trust in God, who is the Father in heaven, and who has sent me to lead you to him. That is a profound statement, because our lady is here. Just as John saw things so much about the woman in the woman revelations, I wrote uh, a couple months ago in the words of Harvester about, if not now, when? Speaking about the woman of Revelations, what other time would it be? We're in the moment of Revelations. Our Lady's been calling us apostles. She says, I'm here to put together, basically, I'm giving you in the context of all the messages, to build a body of apostles. She has defined clearly that Jesus chose his apostles, and she's defined clearly, I'm here to choose my apostles. So do you take it lightly when she says, who has sent me to lead you to him. People say, oh, we make too much of the Virgin Mary. We're too much on it. That's who we work for. She's gathered us as an apostle for her. And many don't get that. They don't understand it. And what a gift this is, because we don't deserve any gifts from God the Father. But it's interesting, she says, who is your father? She wants us to look at God, not as God, as some, some being ready to crush us. Because when we get away from Him, and we go so much towards sin, we start feeling and sensing that the world needs to be destroyed. But it's just the opposite, because the mother's here saying, Father, don't do that. And so, she's interceding for us. This was foreseen in Revelations, that the woman would come, with 12 stars about our head, the moon underneath our feet, and this is what we see. It's an amazing thing. Years ago, I went to the Holy Land, and everything changed for me in the Bible. Everything changed for me in the message. And I knew if I came here, I would see things that I didn't see before in the message that I can explain and understand now. 
I may not have the verbiage, but in time it comes. Being in a place where the whole book of Revelations brings insight just by being in the geography and being in the presence of the holy place. I prayed about two hours this morning, did all three of my rosaries in preparation for today's apparition later. And so in that moment, contemplating John, dictated to Prochorus, he stood right to the right of John, and where he stood is like a pulpit, it's flat, it's naturally in the rock. You see where God made it for that purpose. He dictated everything to him. Before that, he said to go down into the village and get some parchment paper. But Prochorus didn't know exactly what was going to happen, and how important it is, and how all Christian faiths would look at this, despite the denominations and the separations, as the apocalypse. So these writings are accepted all over the world. And yet, when they were given between these two individuals, John and Prochorus, it was just two people. It wasn't such a big thing in the context that they could see how far-reaching this would be. We're reading a message today from the Holy Virgin Mary. And that apparition yesterday is for the whole world. And none of us can grasp, even the visionaries, the significance of the impact, how far these words will go, and what's the purpose of them. Many people despair. Well, we can't understand Revelation, so we don't need to go into it. That's not true. John saw and spoke about the seven churches. When we look at this, we go in the middle of this, and a lot of them about the punishments and the things and where they failed, talking about the seven churches, which is represented throughout time, revelations could apply. Scriptures have life. So in different ages, the book of Revelations could apply to these situations. You say, what's in the world? Well, why is our lady come in the middle of it in chapter 12? Almost in the middle of Revelations. Coming to do battle with the dragon. And this is connected to Medjugorje. This is Medjugorje. How can I, a man, say such a thing? Our lady's made that to be seen through her messages. But people are not paying attention to him. On July 25th, 1985, our lady said this, I desire to lead you, but you do not want to listen to the messages. That's pretty profound. Go from 1985 to yesterday, 2018. I am calling you to have more trust in God, who is your Father in heaven, and who has sent me to lead you to Him. Nothing like this has happened in 2,000 years of Christianity. And nothing happened in Christianity in 2,000 years of what happened with Revelation 1,900 years ago. We're in the moment. Ali said something very incredible on May 2nd, 2016. And before I read this message, do you think it's too much of a stretch that here on Patmos, the book of Revelations, is Medjugorje, has it as its center. Yes, Our Lady has ten secrets. Our Lady has three warnings out of that ten. At least seven, seven churches John wrote about. But who am I to sit there and say this is tied 
I'm not. I'm just telling you what our lady has said. She is raising apostles. We stated that. And this message shows the tie, along with many things, to help these things break open as you see these things. She says, my children, my words are neither old nor new. Why would you say something like that? It spans the centuries. She gave another message that says, I've been with you for the centuries. In her past apparitions, she hasn't talked like she's talking now. The difference in now, or back then, is we got private revelations. John speaks of public revelations. But whoever said that we would not have in the future private revelations explaining and fulfilling by telling us you're in public revelations. What I just said is a very profound thing God is doing. God is wanting you to trust him who's the father because our lady has been sent to us to lead us to him. That's never happened. You say, what about Fatima? This ain't no Fatima. That's the starter inside the engine. The engine is Medjugorje. So they said, my words are neither old nor new. They are eternal. You think something on Patmos in a little two-day span where this was dictated and seen from John to Prochorus, and we have this today, and it's in the Bible, and all Christians around the world accept it, but they don't understand it? And do you expect people to understand Jesus when he came? Or who Mary was back then, who preceded Jesus? That if he was to come back, which what Revelation speaks of at the end, that Mary would not precede him? Who else is the woman of Revelations? Who is the book of wisdom in the Bible? Something as big as preparation for the end of the world would necessitate not just another prophet on the earth in human flesh, but a being coming down from heaven. You still doubt me when she says neither old nor new, they are eternal? Then our lady goes on and says in this May 2nd, 2016 message, therefore, therefore what? Because of neither new nor old. Therefore, I invite you, my children, to observe well the signs of the times. Jesus said 2,000 years ago, watch for the signs of the times. Walking in that cave this morning, I felt it. I felt it in my body, in my soul, in my heart. You're living in a biblical moment, and I stake my life on it. And that's why I walked away from business. I walked away from everything else. And not following the world. Because it wasn't just yesterday or coming to Pat Mouse that I recognized it. This strengthens my confidence and my faith in what I believe. Our Lady says, I invite you, my children, to observe well the signs of the times to gather the shattered crosses. John's writing about the different seven churches and all the problems and all the things that was happening. And throughout the centuries, they shattered crosses. However you want to interpret that. What does Our Lady mean by that? 
Together, the shattered crosses, and here comes the bombshell. That bombshell is his last few words of Our Lady in the message. To gather the shattered crosses and to be apostles of the revelation. She did not say of revelations. She said the apostles of the revelation. Does that not strike you strange? Of the revelation? What is the revelation? It's John's book. If not now, when? Less than a mile from this spot I'm on right now. The book of Revelations was written. We're there, people. We're in a moment that we didn't recognize no more than Peter and his apostles really complete. We can understand the Messiah and who he was. And here we are in front of Our Lady, the Virgin Mary. I was just with Maria, my wife and I. We're there with her in the apparition. The woman in chapter 12 of Revelation. Well, I'm making too much of these words, you might say. People say, well, this is a stretch. And people throughout 2,000 years of history thought Revelation was coming out in its presence. And it is. It, it did. It applies to different ages of persecution. But this is the Revelation. This is the moment. That's why Our Lady said, I will not appear on the earth anymore after this. Because this is the moment. This is my time, she said. And that's what she said in this peaceless time yesterday. Because now is the moment. Now is the time that she said, He desires to lead you. She's speaking about Jesus, her son. In fact, she says, You open your hearts to the gifts which He desires to to give you and in the silence of your heart adore my son who has given his life so that you may live in eternity neither old nor new are my words they are eternal do you realize the moment we're in do you realize what we're living sitting on the balcony contemplating John looking out over the harbor here, this natural in the GNC, you're able to go and penetrate deeper, just like you would go into St. Peter's Square and know the seat of Christendom is there. It adds something to your thoughts. It adds something to your inspirations. But it still can be argued, well, we really can't say this is the time. After our ladies here, and even Pope Francis has been reported to say that we don't have a telegraph office, which is what Our Lady basically he says is set up. Our Lady said, July 25th, 1985, I desire to lead you, but you do not want to listen to the messages. Wow. I was going to Medjugorje just after this time. And Our Lady continues in this 1985 message, 
I am calling you to listen to my messages. Well, if she's just a telegraph, if she's just saying something mediocre, why is she saying this so strongly? You're not listening to me. I'm coming here to lead you. Yesterday, I said, to lead you to him. How? By him sending me to the earth. Going back to the 1985 message, today I am calling you to listen to my messages and then you will be able to live everything that God tells me to convey to you. John was conveyed from God to tell Prochorus, who wrote it down, to you so that you would know when it would be the time a preparation for the second coming. And in no way do I know the time, nor you or anybody else, or I want you to think that we are insinuating anything because Jesus Christ himself, I don't know the time, he said. Only the Father in heaven does. But Jesus did say, you can look for the signs. And now lady did say, look at the signs, observe them. 2,000 years later, after he said, watch for him. If you don't believe this, then our lady's a liar. Three years ago, she says, observe well the signs of the times. And she ends that to be apostles of the revelation, the revelation. What is it again? I'm asking you this. Think about this. Enter deeper into what I'm saying. And here's this 1985 message says, convey to you. From who? God. When I went to Medjugorje, nobody paid any attention to the messages. There was no interest in them. They had grown cold to them because they said the same thing because the puppets were saying that. The priests were saying that. This is just another Fatima. But they weren't open to the messages. They didn't have the spirit of truth. What? The Franciscans of Medjugorje didn't have the spirit of truth? The, the villagers? They didn't understand what Our Lady was doing. They didn't go into the messages. I went there in 1986, and I was told these things. I heard it myself with my own ears from the Pope. Everybody's just saying the same old thing. It's just the gospel. It's just the gospel. Yeah, it's just the gospel. How about just the gospel of Apocalypse that leads to the Apocalypse book of Revelation? That's in the Bible. I have something that's plagued me for years years about the message. The one particular message wasn't right. I felt it in my heart. And I recently decided to have that retranslated to see what exactly Our Lady said. And I was shocked because I know Our Lady had been plaguing me for over, well over a decade about this message. Something wasn't right. And it's a bad translation. I'm not ready to reveal it to you, but it is a bombshell. And it is incredible. And I've been praying about it, how to release it, and when to release it. And I'm not going to sit on it. It's just i got to wait for the right moment so that you can understand it. And this broadcast is to help you get to that point. Our day, our life, our month, our year, our decades have been into the messages. I felt in the cave. And he's called me to this, even in a stronger way. I denied it. I didn't want to accept it when it came. Because when I went there in 86, 
There was nothing about the message. Nobody explained the messages. Nobody could explain the messages because they didn't do it early. It's said June 9th, 1984. She said to the villagers at that time, and for the world, and for you, as you come on board with Mesogoria, June 9th, 1984, pray for the spirit of truth, especially you from the parish, because you need the spirit of truth to be able to convey the message just the way they are, neither adding anything to them nor taking anything whatsoever away from them, but just the way I said them. Our Lady is addressing something very profound because she told us in 2016 that my words are neither old nor new. They are eternal. And she's saying something that spans to Revelations 2,000 years ago. In the book of Revelations, chapter 22, 18 and 19, John says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. Wow. They're neither old nor new. Pray for the spirit of truth, especially you from the parish, because you need the spirit of truth to be able to convey the message just the way they are, neither adding anything to them nor taking anything whatsoever away from them, but just the way I said them. That is seven points in that one message of June 9th, 1984, and it perfectly parallels the book of Revelation. What's happening? Where are we in the history of man? We're in some incredible moments. Very, very profound moments. And it's exciting and frightening at the same time. On this holy island, on this holy ground, the end of the world is spoken of and the coming of Jesus. It is an impossibility by reason that anyone can state that these apparitions of a lady in Medjugorje is not tied to revelation. If you believe in it, then you have to accept her words. And there's two messages I gave you that she made clearly that they convey from God and don't add to that. When I began to realize this in Medjugorje, I began to go into the message. I began to pray about the message. There's something I'm missing here. This isn't just Fatima. This just isn't a lady just coming again. And these are the minimizers. Those who minimize what's happening from heaven. And they're causing people to go to hell. How can that be? Because Medjugorje causes conversion easily to sinners. 
And so many people can be saved right now. And our bishops and our pulpits are ignoring it. And even if they're for it, it's mediocre. Medjugorje should be in every diocese of the world. Every parish, every person should be exposed to it. And they're sitting on it. And we're at 37 years of a 40-year happening. It is a crime. And I tell you, one of the greatest crimes in the church history, the scandal that was so big in the last few years is a gnat compared to what is happening now. Everywhere the visionaries go and have an apparition, somebody can be pulled out of that crowd, minimum one, that was headed to hell and changed. I got cognition. Maybe some of you have had cognition. Our community had cognitions. We have seen it over and over and over. The power of just being in the presence of the apparitions and the power of just getting the messages, which is blocked in basically every parish of the world, or at least minimized and discounted, is not important. It's the gospel. This is about the gospel. This is about revelation. It is a bad, bad thing that's taking place because Our Lady is being suppressed in many ways in some ways I can't even tell you about. But I will say it's criminal. And the future will look back on some of these things that's happening. How stupid were they? They're like the Galatians. Stupid Galatians, Paul called them. I was on the rock the other day that Paul spoke in Corinth. It's really tall. He converted the Greek pagans who worshipped all kinds of gods, Athena, the woman. And they converted pagans quickly. We have pagans where our lady goes and has apparitions and they convert. Pagans, we've seen it. And Medjugorje is suppressed. God is sending the answer. I'm calling you to have more trust in God who is the Father in heaven and who has sent me to lead you. And they're not letting Our Lady be sent. They're not letting Our Lady be sent. You notice Yvonne goes nowhere. Maria hardly goes anywhere. They're seeing every day the last apparitions on the earth an incredible opportunity every day that if they went someplace and spoke to 3,000 people, the scripture says, all of heaven rejoices over the return of one sinner. You're there. I'm there. I returned. We've all returned. And we know where these crowds are in the presence of Our Lady, where the visionaries are, that many people change their life. We're in a tragic moment. We're in a wonderful moment. We're in one of the most greatest moments of Christendom. And our leaders are not leading and not listening. And they're the apostles. So Our Lady is sent and she's calling you to be an apostle. And not just an apostle, 
but to be apostles of revelation. We are supposed to be meeting God the Father. May your hope be the joy of meeting with the Most High in everyday life. We are to have an encounter with God the Father every day. That's how intimate we're supposed to be. I'm telling you, Medjugorje people, if you're not praying four rosaries a day, if you're not praying three hours a day, you're missing the greatest moment in Christendom since the apostles and the crucifixion and the death of John. With the death of John, all public revelations ceased. That chapter was closed. But it's not closed with Our Lady because she can come with private revelations and tell us you're in the moment and bring those things to life. It was Cardinal Ratzinger who said when they were going to release the Fatima secret that public revelations, he related, has a bad name. I'll tell you why it has a bad name because the church teaches that private revelation is not necessary for salvation. Now that's construed in a wrong way. Because Our Lady is here giving private revelations about private revelations, and Cardinal Ratzinger went on to say, quote, We cannot repeat with sterile repetitions the gospel. We've heard it before. How many times have we heard it in the pulpit? How much teaching are we getting? Almost nothing if somebody walks into the church and says, Oh, I got converted to this sermon. That's why he sends her to awaken our hearts, and God the Father cannot do it to the church. Is being done to the Virgin Mary. That does not mean we are to be disobedient to the church. The church throughout history has had problems. And the greatest problem that we have now is the gates of hell are against it. You say that can't be so. You're not aware of what's going on in the church. You don't understand its temperature. The more I talk to people, and I don't get it from people, I get it from my prayer. But the more people you talk to who are praying will tell you the same thing. And the more they pray, the more they see the temperature is feverish. Had not Our Lady come, she said, the world would have destroyed itself. If the church had been doing what it was supposed to be doing, the bride of Christ, the world would not have been in the state to destroy itself. And the church didn't change that. Not at all. It was a holy woman of revelation with the moon underneath her feet and the crown of twelve stars. Stop just for a moment and pray. Open your heart. Contemplate what you're being asked to do and who we're dealing with. Your pleasures, your vacations, your hopes, your dreams, your money, your poverty, your middle class. Nothing matters except us coming to work miracles. How? I am calling you. Do not neglect prayer because prayer works miracles. We just had a, a tremendous miracle at Caritas. We were praying novenas to the night on the hour. For three months or so, we've been praying for an impossibility that couldn't be changed. But we held hope to her words when she said, through prayer, you will perceive the greatest joy out of every situation that has no exit. Many of you have no exit. 
Many situations has no the world has no exit now, except through prayer. I'm calling you do not neglect prayer because prayer works miracles. We just saw it carry to us something so profound. The door was closed. There's no way out to achieve what we wanted to achieve. And it happened. I can't tell you the details. And I'm saying this to make, oh, I wish I could know about that. In time, we will. And maybe you not think it's a big deal. But it's a big, big movement of heaven that a bulldozer could move. And it happened. We believe in prayer. Our children were part of this. They were praying. We were praying every day, throughout the day for this. And everybody had no hope if we looked at just the situation. But we didn't look with hope for that because it was hopeless. We looked with hope to Our Lady as our hope to make that happen. And she made it happen. We lived that way. Our Lady gave a message once that said, really guarding to the messages, if you apply them to your life, you will see miracles in your everyday life. But see, you can't see it. Sometimes miracles happen in your life, but because you're so preoccupied with texting and computers and jobs, you don't even recognize it. Literally, there's miracles happen that are never recognized because there's no reflection. If you go out throughout the day and you stop and pause and pray, you say, wow, this happened. This, this really was a miracle. God walked this out. And he says, you can't imagine how great God is. Do not take a step without him. Our mission is based this way. I didn't come to Patmos with my wife on a whim. I came with prayer. As Joan said in the beginning of this broadcast, 54-day novena, we prepare for these things because it's a serious moment. Because I knew God would show me things through Our Lady because this is her time. Our Lady said, January 25th, 1993, only thus shall you be able to discern the signs of this time. Oh, he gave me another message, I think it was 93, on June 25th. You're in a particular time. Here she says in 93, signs of this time. This is the moment, people. She adds, I am with you, and I guide you into a new time. Is that not profound? Is that why she says, don't you dare take one thing away from these words or add to these words? And John said the same thing in Revelations. A time which God gives you so that you may get to know him more. This is very profound, very deep. I know when I started my walk and understanding the messages in a deeper way and start talking about them, I was criticized by the whole Medjugorje world. You're making three out of two. You're making too much of the messages. You're adding to them and you're taking away from them by what you're doing. No, I've never taken a word out of the message. No more than the priest this Sunday will take out a verse between another verse to talk about the gospel on the pulpit with the Vatican's blessings. But I didn't mean you cannot put two separate sentences and messages together. She's speaking about revisionist, which we have Bibles all over the world printed, changing things up, adding sisters in there when it was just brothers. 
adding human can, man can, changing it, or just changing different verbiage, or bracketing things for the intention of an agenda, because the readings may be talking about hell. You can easily prove this yourself this Sunday. Look in your missalettes. I didn't take anything out, and I've never taken the things out for the messages, but I got resistance and persecution and objection when I began to bring up the falsehood that these aren't just same old messages. And it's a lady who said, and made me see, when she said the words, I will give messages as never before in the history of the world since the very beginning. See, people, this has never happened before. We've never had this. You don't have to believe that. If you don't believe that message, then don't believe it. Go ahead, go do something else. Go backwards. Like they wanted to go back to John the Baptist instead of the Christ. Go back to Fatima. Keep that. No, Fatima people, all of you, are to move to Medjugorje. Fatima is nothing but a billboard to lead us to Medjugorje. John Paul said in the Vatican, I was there with the consecration for the 2000th year and the next millennium to Our Lady. And he said, Fatima was the greatest spiritual event of the 20th century. And he based that on what he knew. But it's not true. He wasn't speaking infallibly. I'm not saying he's wrong. He based it on what he knew. I knew what our lady was doing in the messages. Medjugorje is the biggest event of the 20th century. And it carries over to the 21st century. Medjugorje has not been recognized in no way, shape, or form, and to use our lady's words, whatsoever to the depth of what has taken place. But has the church ever recognized in the moment when God acts? Has the world ever recognized when God acts? Never. So we don't need a Gallup poll. We don't need everybody believing in it to confirm what we need to say, what we need to pronounce. John continued after the 19th verse about in referencing anyone takes away from the words of this book. He continues in verse 20. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. We're in a holy moment. And I would dare pronounce the holiest moment since Christ walked the earth. We have glorious moments throughout church history. We have very unglorious moments in church history. But as we go to the final walk, the final days of the earth, it will be glorious for those who will be gathering the shattered crosses to be apostles of revelation and pronounce it. We ourselves are nobody, but because Our Lady is the one we work for and her apostles makes what we say important. And I tell you from this holy place, the place of revelations of John and who he was and what he was is enough for do a complete radical change of your life on every level, patterned on the words 
of Our Lady. Everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. Only the glory of God remains. And with those words, you must reflect on your life of all those things that do not glorify God, whether it be your job, your work, your way of life, and separate within yourself and sort those things out and follow the commandments. Because Our Lady is here for a great separation, a very profound separation, which starts in conversion within ourselves and separating ourselves from those things within us that must be expelled. Because there's coming three things in the future. First, a radical conversion. Secondly, a great separation. And thirdly, the greatest desire in your life will be the conversion of a pagan. The grace is coming. It will sweep the world. Billions will be converted. Billions won't be converted. Everything depends on you. It's Our Lady who's tied, not on acting and dispensing miracles, but through your prayers and through your hands, it's her extended hands. Give them to her so that you won't pass away and fall apart. But you'll be in the chambers of the Queen of Heaven for eternity. My wife and I will say a prayer for everyone that listens to this broadcast and all those who help support this mission of apostleship of Our Lady. And we'll contemplate our Sunday here on Patmos for all you who have listened and go to the cave tomorrow. Pray for your intentions. That Our Lady intercedes for you and enter into your heart in this peaceless time that you are more in trust in God and not the world that He has sent her to lead us to Him. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.
This ends the Radio Wave Show with a friend of Metrigoria. You can order this show on CD by contacting Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.